WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio proudly presents the Marian Hour with Father Dwight Campbell, spiritual advisor to WSFI and pastor of Our Lady of Mount Carmel and St. Therese in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Father Dwight Campbell here. I'm a little late today. I, I had to make a, a call for someone uh, who's dying, uh, actually a, uh, a friend in, in Johnburg, Illinois. I ask you to pray for George Brassard, who uh, is in his last days. I was able to give him uh, the sacrament of anointing of the sick and then the Atticum, the, oh. the last Holy Communion. It's likely to be his last anyway. And, uh, and the apostolic blessing. So w it's beautiful when someone is prepared to leave this world and go into eternity. We hope, well, uh, to, to heaven right away. We're, we're never sure of that. We, we all have to be realists and, and uh, realize that we, we may have to atone for some sins after death in purgatory, but um, we we offer the sacraments. That sacrament of anointing prepares a soul for direct entrance into heaven and the apostolic blessing if the person is disposed to receive that, that uh, plenary indulgence which comes with it um, takes away all punishment for sin. So one bypasses any purgation after death and enters into a heavenly glory. We wish that for all the, those who are, are dying this day. And um, I'm going to begin today's program with uh, the Memorare, as I usually do. So if you could join me in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, Remember O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. And we also invoke today is this feast day of Saint Scholastica. So Saint Scholastica, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Well, I thought um, for today's show I would um, talk about Our Lady of Lourdes because tomorrow is the feast day of Our Lady of Lourdes. And the Our Lady of Lourdes uh, the revelations of Our Lady to St. Bernadette uh, are directly related to one of the, the important dogmas that we must believe in regard to Our Lady. And I'll just throw this out to our guests here our, uh, who are here today. And what dogma is that? Do you know? Yes, of the Immaculate Conception. The Immaculate Conception, yes. <laughs> um, and that was defined as a dogma on December 8th, 
19, pardon me, 1854 by Blessed Pius IX. And this is the definition. I'll read it here, okay? Uh, I mean, the, the, he issued an apostolic constitution, a bull, you could say, papal bull, and ineffabilis Deus, the ineffable of God. That's how he begins the, the apostolic uh, constitution, uh, speaking about the Blessed Virgin Mary being the ineffable, or God ineffable, okay, uh, who, who um, bestows upon Mary this, this great grace. And here's the actual definition. We declare, pronounce, and define that the doctrine which holds that the Most Blessed Virgin Mary, in the first moment of her conception, by a singular grace and privilege granted by Almighty God, in view of the merits of Jesus Christ, Savior of the human race, was preserved free from all stain of original sin, is a doctrine revealed by God, and therefore to be believed firmly and constantly by all the faithful. So, <coughs> uh, the Pope here makes clear that um, this is a doctrine already. Okay? This doctrine he, w in which we believe that from her first moment of conception by a singular grace in view of the merits of Christ, Mary is preserved free from all stain of original sin. Okay? That was believed already as a doctrine of the Church. And what he did with this dogmatic definition was to say that this is revealed by God. This is a doctrine revealed by God. It must be firmly believed, constantly believed by all the faithful. So uh, the Pope with this definition was affirming or confirming a, a truth of the faith, a doctrine that had already been believed about the Blessed Virgin Mary, her Immaculate Conception, putting the official stamp of approval on it, you might say. So, um, that's on December 8th of 1854. And so we fast forward about four years to um, a little town in France, um, Lourdes, and it is in Lourdes that Our Lady appears to a young 14-year-old girl named Bernadette Subaru. And because tomorrow is the feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, I'd just like to talk about St. Bernadette uh, today uh, and a little bit of history about her and the apparitions at Lourdes by the Blessed Virgin Mary. And <coughs> I'm going to be quoting from a book here. It's written uh, by one of the, he was uh, one of the premier Mariologists in the world, um, Father René Laurentin. And he wrote a number of works. He wrote a work on the mirac Miraculous Medal. Um, this is called Bernadette of Lourdes. And um, <coughs> he's really, besides a, having been a great theologian, he was a, a very good writer. His, his written works are, are very readable, uh, very understandable. I'm happy to say I, I had him for a couple of classes uh, when I was away for studies at, um, at the International Marian Research Institute. 
and <coughs> this the book Bernadette of Lourdes um, it is originally published um, in 1978 and the copy I have here is 1979 it was originally in French um, the life of Bernadette and in English it's called Bernadette of Lourdes and uh, um, this is Winston Press Inc. I don't know if they're still around or not, but um, he gives a nice history of the life of Bernadette, uh, the family in which she grew up, and then the apparitions to her by Our Lady. And I'll, I'll just read from, from the book here <coughs> about the Subaru family. Um, I'll ask our, our, our two guests sitting in today, have either of you been in Lourdes? No? No. Okay, wow. okay. No. I've, I've been there twice, uh, and uh, beautiful, beautiful town, and <coughs> the Subaru family was, was, you know, from this town, but, but they... Um, were a struggling family, you could say, okay? Um, as Father Laurentan relates in, in this work, Bernadette of Lourdes, uh, the Subarus, <coughs> uh, for them, money was, was short, he says. Um, the father owned a mill, a grain mill, and uh, he says the Subarus find it hard to understand why money is short. They're working hard, and there are always customers, but alas, these good people are just a bit too good-hearted to be good managers in hard times. And they open their doors readily to beggars, you know, giving them, you know, food, money, whatever. They show compassion to those who are insolvent, who come to buy grain, advancing them grain and flour um, until the coming harvest, okay? Just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll ask for the money later when, when harvest time comes without haggling with them. And um, uh, as, as uh, Bernadette's mother used to say, Louise, uh, you will pay us when you can. Okay, so they were they were very generous with people, and that led to their <laughs> the the closing of the mill actually really? <laughs> because yes they, they couldn't support themselves. He says uh, um, th this general atmosphere of you know being so kind to people well they were they were looked upon by you know some as suckers, you know, you could say, oh, uh, bad customers who, who don't pay. And it got harder and harder for the Subarus to pay their bills when they came due. And, <coughs> well, in, in 1854, um, the year that Bernadette turns 10, and the year Pius IX defines the dogma of the Immaculate Conception, um, you know, the, the father begins to look around for, for other work. And he has to, you know, be a, um, a day laborer. Uh, 
and in French it's called a, a brassier. It comes from uh, bras, uh, bras, or B-R-A-S. You'd say brass in, in English, okay? Arm, okay? So someone who's who's using their arms, a day laborer, it's, it's hard work. In addition to that, um, the very next year, another child is born, Justin. Uh, they already have a couple of children besides Bernadette, Toinette, and uh, Jean Marie, Jean -Marie uh, who are, are are a little younger than than Bernadette. And um, well, uh, the father becomes uh, a day laborer, and the average pay for for such a man, a day laborer, was. Um, uh, 1.20 francs, okay? And uh, Father Laurentin did some research uh, with the statistics um, in the Pyrenees, the mountains, this area, and he found that a family needed an annual income of at least 523 francs for bare subsistence, okay? And there were six in the Subaru family, and uh, Francois, the, the father, his wages were below this mark. I mean, they, they were just, you would say, below the poverty level. Mm -hmm. okay, so they were very poor. And <coughs> the mother, Louise, would go out and do housekeeping, washing, work in the fields. And uh, Father Laurentin comments that of the nine children she would bring into the world, five would not survive to the age of 10. You know, dying for, you know, sickness, various diseases, things like this. And um, when Louise is unemployed, the mother, the, the two eldest children go out to gather wood or scraps of iron and, you know, s try to sell them to the, um, you know, local merchants who will buy these things for a few pennies. And uh, school was out of the question for Bernadette. I mean, she just, you know, they didn't have the, the, the means to, to um, send her to school. Uh, she had to go out and, and try to, you know, uh, collect scraps to make pennies t for the survival of the family. And <coughs> uh, Father Laurentin says, in, at the beginning of 1857, <coughs> continuing unemployment puts the Subarus out on the street again. And, you know, they're looking for a roof over their heads, and uh, no one is generous to them, sadly. The last place open to them is guess where? Do you know where they lived? In a jail. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, he, he Father Laurentin describes it as a foul, somber hovel. Okay. And uh, the jail was uh, it had been purchased by by someone. Um, it was scarcely habitable. Um, the, the, the one room of, of the old prison. It had been abandoned because of its unhealthiness in 1824. And uh, one man, uh, Jean-Pierre Taylad, he purchases the building and um, 
you know, the, he, he speaks of how the, uh, couldn't, he couldn't get rid of the humidity, the stench of, of the poultry manure. It had been used as a, a manure place for, for a while. So this is where they're living. And uh, if you go to Lourdes, you can go into, walk into that old jail and see the room where they were living. I mean, it is just, you know, it's, it's probably, you know, between these two rooms here, it's about this big. You know, we're sitting here. Maybe how long is this from from wall to wall? I don't know. Maybe yeah, 20 feet. Yeah, you know, by the most, by yeah. by 15 feet or something. I mm -hmm. mean, it was uh, not. That's my recollection. You know, not a large a large room to live in. And um, you know, they're just trying to keep warm in the winter with um, you know burning wood and and um, so uh, Father Laurentian relates that um, Thursday, February 11th, okay, this is the anniversary we're coming up to, 1858, is a day like, you know, many others for the Subarus in this jail. About 11 a.m., Francois Subaru, the father, he's lying on his bed because there's no work for him that day. He can't find work. And then Bernadette, you know, she, she says, oh, there's, there's no wood, we're out of wood. And so she must go and collect wood for warmth to, you know, heat this little hovel they're living in. And uh, her sister, Toinette, uh, decides to go and, and, you know, another neighbor girl uh, goes with them. And um, actually the mother is, is afraid that the cold and dampness will not be good for for Bernadette, who suffered from asthma. And, but Bernadette pleads with her mother, you know, insists, let me go out and, you know, and uh, so she she's allowed to, you know, go out in, into the, the cave, this, this little, um, almost like a cave. Um, and and there a little stream r running by they they're looking for wood and so this is thursday february 11th and here's how uh, father Laurentin describes the first appearance okay bernadette is looking for a way to get across this little stream no luck and um you know, then she, she says, she, I came back opposite the grotto and I began to take off my shoes and stockings. I had just removed the first stocking when I heard a noise, something like a gust of wind. And Bernadette looks behind her. The poplars are not moving, the trees, okay. She bends over to take th off the second stocking, the same noise again. But this time she sees branches moving directly across from her. They are the branches of a wild rose bush rooted in the bottom of a niche of some sort. It is in three meters of earth above the right edge of the grotto. A gentle light brightens the dark recess. And there in the light <coughs> is a smile. Bernadette sees a wonderful girl dressed in white. She opens her hands in a welcoming gesture that seems to invite Bernadette to come closer. And Bernadette is seized with a kind of fear, but 
not a fear to run away. It's just, you know, a, a, like a holy reverential fear. And she would like nothing better to remain there, Bernadette says, later relating the story. And she fights back to make sure she's not dreaming. She blinks her eyes several times, but each time she again sees the same apparition and the same smile. So with that, I will cut off the, the narrative here and take a little break for uh, an intermission and return in just uh, a minute or two, okay? Please join us when we return. My name is Father Robert McDermott. I'm from St. Rock Church in St. Louis, Missouri. Catholic Radio is important to keep Catholics informed about Catholic events. We know in the mainstream media there's many times that Catholic stories are distorted, and so Catholic Radio is important to present the truth with clarity and fairness. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFIRadio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. This is Father Dwight Campbell back <coughs> with the Marian Hour, and uh, today, if you if you missed um, the segment prior to this one, I'm I'm speaking in regard to uh, Saint Bernadette, Our Lady of Lourdes. We celebrate the feast of Our Lady of Lourdes tomorrow, February 11th. In fact, it's the World Day of the Sick as well, and. Um, and I'm relating uh, uh, the, the account of the first appearance of Our Lady to St. Bernadette. She wasn't St. Bernadette at the time, uh, Bernadette Subaru. Um, this was February 11th, 1854, pardon me, 1858, four years after the proclamation of the dogma of the Immaculate Conception by Blessed Pius the Ninth, and so Bernadette, um, you know her, her 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 father really can hardly find work. They're living in a jail. She goes out to gather wood with her sister and another friend, and then she she sees 
um, in, in this grotto uh, near the stream, uh, this young girl, as she describes her, dressed in white. And Bernadette, as uh, the, the book I'm reading from, just to, to state this once again, is uh, called Bernadette of Lourdes. It is written by Father Rene Laurentin. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-N. He was a great Mariologist uh, from France, and he he's written a number of books on the topic of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Miraculous Medal. This one's on Bernadette of Lourdes in the original French. It's called uh, the Life of Bernadette. And um, anyway, to continue with his description of the first apparition of Our Lady. So Bernadette is is in this grotto and uh, on top of um, uh, a rose bush uh, she sees this uh, woman, this young girl dressed in white. She blinks her eyes several times and she again sees the same vision, the same smile. Our Lady is smiling at her. And then this is what Bernadette says, I put my hand in my pocket, and I found my rosary there. I wanted to make the sign of the cross. I couldn't raise my hand to my forehead. It collapsed on me. Shock got the better of me. My hand was trembling. The vision made the sign of the cross, that is, Our Lady who's appearing to her. Then... I tried the second time, and I could. As soon as I made the sign of the cross, the fearful shock I felt disappeared. I knelt down and said my rosary in the presence of the beautiful lady. The vision, that is Our Lady, fingered the beads with, of her own rosary, but she did not move her lips. When I finished my rosary, she signed for me to approach, but I did not dare. Then she disappeared just like that. Well, <coughs> that's February 11th, and um, you know our Our Lady uh, appeared to Saint Bernadette uh, a number of times. I think it was 18 altogether. <coughs> Pardon me. I will. Uh <coughs> I'll just relate one of the the apparitions, <coughs> the later apparitions, as soon as I take a drink of water here, pardon me. Okay, this is a little shy of two weeks later. This is the eighth apparition, Wednesday, February 24th. And at this time, there are about 300 people present. And... Bernadette recites the rosary in ecstasy, and um, Bernadette, she sees Our Lady, and then um, she keeps repeating the word penitence, and that is Bernadette, okay, after Our Lady appears to her, and then, she, and then she, she's gone. Uh, Bernadette says penitence. Um, um, and she says, pray to God for the conversion of sinners. And, 
Oh, uh, pardon me. Those were the words of Our Lady, okay, which is uh, what uh, Bernadette is repeating. Penitence, pray to God for the conversion of sinners, Our Lady tells St. Bernadette. And then she asked Bernadette, go kiss the ground as a penance for sinners, okay? And, (coughs) well, the uh, apparitions continue, and (coughs) significantly, March 25th, is an important apparition. Um, you could say it's it's the most important. And the date is important as well, because what is March 25th? Does anyone do you know? That's the Feast of the Annunciation. So um, the Annunciation of the Incarnation and Birth of Our Lord. It's the, it's the Feast of the Incarnation as well. Mary utters her fiat. She conceives Jesus, the Word made flesh. Nine months later, he's born on December 25th. So the apparition of March 25th, <coughs> and Bernadette had told her her priest um, in town you know, that Our Lady was appearing. She, she, Bernadette never said that it was Our Lady, though. No, she was very careful. She just said this this woman dressed in white, you know, and she just described her as, you know, this 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 girl or young woman. Uh, she was very careful because she did not know who this was, so she couldn't say it was Our Lady. But the priest told her to ask Our Lady who she was, ask her her name, and so uh, here's the account. <coughs> of Father Lauren Tan of the apparition on March 25th. He says, This time, Bernadette has firmly decided to get some answer to give to uh, the priest, Father uh, Peyramala. And after the rosary, <coughs> the the woman approaches, and Bernadette poses the question uh, as formal and polite as a bow. She's very, you know, delicate with with her request here. She says, Mademoiselle, would you be so kind as to tell me who you are, if you please? Okay. <laughs> and the apparition just smiles. She doesn't reply. (coughs) So Bernadette repeats the question insistently a second time, a third time, and still the apparition is smiling all the while. Okay. So um, the fourth time, Bernadette asks the question. The apparition stops smiling her joined hands open out and extend towards the ground. Then she joins them again around her bosom, raises her eyes to the sky, and says, I am the Immaculate Conception. So, um, Bernadette, after Our Lady tells, says this, says these words, okay? (coughs) Who are you? I am the Immaculate Conception. Now, just 
before I continue with Father Laurentin's account, I, I will just ask, um, so what type of a response is this? I mean, Bernadette asks, who are you? I am the Immaculate Conception. She doesn't say I'm the Blessed Virgin Mary. She doesn't say I'm the Mother of God. She doesn't say I was immaculately conceived. I'm the Blessed Virgin Mary. She says I am the Immaculate Conception. So this is very, um, uh, you could say, mysterious because this was not the definition, the dogma. Okay, the dogma is that Mary from the first instant of her conception was preserved free from all sin. That is the Immaculate Conception, the event. But Our Lady is saying, I am the Immaculate Conception. And so um, Bernadette, to continue with Father Laurentin, his account, she hastens toward the rectory, continually repeating the words lest she forget them. So she's, she's going to the rectory. She's, she wants to remember so she can tell the priest you know, the, the, the response of, of uh, the, the apparition, you know, as she calls it. Okay? Uh, she doesn't want to forget. She never heard those words before, probably. Well, no. 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 Mm -mm. No one did. No. See? And uh, she avoids all questions. You know, people, you know, are asking her things. She just won't answer anything. She keeps repeating the words in her head. And um, she keeps stumbling over the, the final two syllables, immaculate conception. Okay. Finally, she arrives at the rectory, and she blurts out to Father Peramal, okay, I am the Immaculate Conception. And he staggers in shock, okay, the priest. Um, because, as Father Laurentin relates here, the Virgin was conceived without sin, but she is not her conception. A woman cannot have that name, he says to her. You are mistaken. Do you know what that means? This is the priest asking Bernadette. And Bernadette shakes her head, no. <laughs> She's, I don't know what this means. Then how can you say the words if you did not understand them? And Bernadette responds, I kept repeating them along the way. Okay. So, um, now, Father Laurentin comments, to be sure, the expression, immaculate conception, had floated into her ears over the years, the feast day of December 8th, okay, that was the feast day of the immaculate conception, yeah. and, um, the dogma, well, no, no, the, well, well, yes, but the, on the feast, I mean, December 8th, was the feast of the Immaculate Conception. So when he says, you know, this this term, the Immaculate Conception, had had been heard by Bernadette. Well, this is you know she's going to mass on 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 the feast day, so she, you know, she, she likely heard that that fra or those words, okay, and um, but. Um, 
Um, the concept itself, as is unknown to her, was um, the mystery. Okay, um, she will learn the meaning of the term immaculate conception only that evening. You know, she she may have been going to church and heard the term, but she really didn't understand it. So. Um, so the priest, you know, connects the dots here, <laughs> you could say, and realizes, uh, he probably had it confirmed in his mind that, um, you know, this is the Blessed Virgin then, okay? And, you know, he writes a letter to his bishop, and, um, and well, I'll see here. I, I have just a few seconds left, or a, about a minute left before the end here. And um, let me just say that um, you know Bernadette went on to to enter religious life. She um, suffered really terribly from from uh, tuberculosis. She died. And the, the, the film, The Song of Bernadette, is, is really um, a beautiful recounting of how she was even you know, looked down upon by especially one nun and even persecuted by her. Uh, but she was a humble servant of our, of our Lord and Our Lady. And uh, now we, we celebrate her as a saint. So, Father, can we have your priestly blessing? Certainly, through the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, may Almighty God bless you and keep you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You have been listening to The Marian Hour with Father Dwight Campbell. For a free copy of this recording, please visit us at WSFI. Podbean.com.